0: What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 46 of the Gino Spirito Podcast. hope you all are having a great Thursday, July 8th. Uh, Beautiful day here in sunny Southern California. It's about 2 p.m. Um, Honestly, kind of disappointed there wasn't any soccer on today. I I loved the uh, Euro semi—I mean, I've been watching the Euro 2020 Cup— Um, throughout the duration of it, but these past two matches, Italy advancing, England advancing, both will be facing each other at noon on Sunday for the Euro 2020 final. I think that'll be a great matchup. Um, like I said, I, I just enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy watching soccer. Um, as a very very casual fan I'm not super into it in that way and I honestly could not tell you any formations any like real positions other than like goalie forward uh, very basic information but it's been a lot of fun to watch I'm honestly Pretty disappointed there wasn't a match on today and realizing that there won't be any after Sunday, at least for the Euro uh, Cup. Obviously, we have the Olympics coming up, so that'll be another major tournament. Um, lots of good action. Um along with uh Copa America, the uh the final in that we'll see Brazil take on Argentina. So great soccer matchups. Um, you know, baseball is in full swing, of course. Uh, the NBA Finals Game Twos tonight, uh, and Black Widow is actually opening, so Marvel is back as well. So just a great, a great uh, day for um, entertainment as a whole. Uh, I'm having a great Thursday. I hope you all are. One day until Friday. Uh, if if today's your Friday, um, then you know you made it through the week. Congrats on that. Uh, but if you still, obviously working that Monday through Friday, uh, one more day till the end and the weekend will be here but uh without further ado let's get into it let's talk some Padres baseball um of course the Padres are uh four games away from the all-star break as the that break will be from uh you know the span of uh the 12th through the uh 15th um for major league baseball uh so the Padres you know trying to get some Ws before this All-Star break, um, and they went on a seven-game road trip. Uh, to, I mean, not a seven, a six-game road trip uh, over to um, Cincinnati uh, to face the Reds. Um, the Padres were able to take game one of this series 5-4. Uh, this is a game where uh, both teams were able to score in the first two to 2-1. Padres able to take a 5-1 lead after the fourth, And the Reds able to mount a little bit of a comeback uh, in the fifth, but nobody scored in the sits through the ninth inning. And Mark Melanson was able to get his 25th save in this one, able to take game one of the series. 5-4, to four. Uh, Tommy Pham, uh, definitely the highlight in this one, 3 hits, uh, 2 RBIs, 1 walk, on base 4 times, Will Myers as well with uh, 2 hits in this one, um, definitely a bullpen game as this game, uh, Blake Snell was actually scheduled to start, and due to an illness, he was not able to make that scheduled start, so uh, we um, ended up having to uh, run with 8 different pitchers in this one. Uh, for various lengths, uh, Craig Stammon got the start, uh, able to go two innings, three hits, a run. Um, Nick Ramirez went another two innings. Uh, the same exact stat line as Craig Stammon actually. Kind of funny, three hits and a run for him as well. Um, and then uh, Austin Adams, Pierce Johnson, uh, Drew Pomeranz, Emilio Pagan, and Mark Melanson all able to only. Give up one hit uh, and no runs through those uh, sits relievers. So, a definitely a team effort in this one. Able to uh, take game one of the series five to four. Uh, game one experienced the rain delay, and it was much of the same in game two as Joe Musgrove got the start. And um, the Cincinnati Reds actually. Uh, Jumped out to a 4-0 lead after the first inning, uh, and the Padres were able to mount a comeback throughout, able to score two in the second, one in the third, and then four in the fifth inning, able to take a 7-5 lead, headed into the top of the sixth, and much like game one, there ended up being a rain delay. Um, For those of you who do not know um, about uh, baseball rules and rain delay, uh, if the game was in the bottom of the if the game is in the bottom of the 5th inning and the away team is winning and there have been 75 minutes that have passed uh from the rain delay uh from when it first started and the game uh looks like it will not be able to be played uh the road team gets the win but if the it is in the top of the 5th inning and or the top of the 5th inning has been completed and the home team is winning um, and the 75 minutes have been, uh, you know, gone through and the game probably will not be able to be played that night, then the home team would be able to win. So since the Padres were on the road and it was the top of the sixth inning, so able to have that bottom of the fifth completed, uh, the Padres were actually able to get a win uh, due to the rain delay as they were up 7-5 to five, and the bottom of the fifth inning was completed. So uh, the game does get called and the road team is able to take this one. So the Padres is able to take game two of the series as well. Uh, Like I said, able to score four in the top of the fifth, uh, and that was due to Trent Grisham's grand slam, and he had a solo homer. Uh, So Trent Grisham, definitely uh, the highlight um, in this one, five RBIs. um, And Fernando Tatis also with two hits, two runs. Um, But, yeah, short game, able to get the victory seven to five, able to – Joe Musgrove able to take the win, Tim Hill with a save – Um, and yeah, able to head into, uh, game three of the series, uh, looking for a sweep, uh, looking, looking to, uh, you know, leave Cincinnati, leave the rain behind, uh, with three victories, um, on, uh, their resume, but unfortunately the Reds are able to take game three of the series, five to four, uh, behind two in the ninth inning, able to, uh, prevent mark melanson from getting another save again as the red seem to be mark melanson's kryptonite this year i mean the first game back at petco full capacity june 17th able to uh have his number um and of course mark melanson did have a saves uh a couple of saves in between these losses and blown saves but um game three cincinnati uh up four to three going into the bottom of the ninth um but unfortunately um a pro far uh missed cue in left field uh caused there to be runners on second and third with only uh one out and then um stevenson i think it was yeah i think it was yeah tyler stevenson was able to uh you know hit a two run single to right field to push the lead to five to four and uh basically uh, end the game there for the Reds. Like I said, um, Mark Melanson started the bottom of the ninth by walking somebody, I believe. Um, it was I don't know who was on base uh, necessarily um, in that moment. Uh, but the Padres were able to get that guy out at seconds. Not able to get the guy. Uh, uh, um, there was a ground ball for the second batter. Able to get the first guy who got walked out. Not able to get the runner on first. And then, like I said, net spatter up, hit a line drive to left field. Profar was not able to catch it, even though it was coming directly at him. I don't know if that was a combination of not being able to see the ball. Uh, kind of raining a little bit still. Uh, but he's able. he drops the ball. That ends up being a double. Uh, so, runners on second and third. Another walk by Mark Melanson. So... Um, the bases were loaded, and then Tyler Stevenson able to hit a two-run single, uh, I mean a two-RBI single um, to push the Reds 5-4 to and get the W, so unfortunate way to leave Cincinnati, but able to get the series win, able to uh, still, um, you know, get a couple of wins over a team that's Chasing us, the team that is um, in third in that wild card race right now, behind the Padres and the Dodgers. So uh, at least we we're able to take two of three. Um, go into Philadelphia against the uh, Phillies um, on a high note, but on unfortunately uh, it was it was much of the same as uh, Philadelphia. I mean, all credit to the Padres in this one though. Down. Three nothing the entire game, not able to put a single run on the board in innings one through eight. Down three nothing going into the top of the ninth, and that's where the Padres started to do some damage as uh, Fernando Tatis able to hit a um, an RBI double, uh, push it to three to one, and then um, the team able to tie the game up three three, push it into extras. Unfortunately, not able to score in the top of the tenth, but the Phillies uh, able to score in the bottom of the tenth, able to get that runner on second who started home and able to take game one four to three. Uh, Like I said, it's an unfortunate ending, especially with the you know extra inning rule. But when you have that top, uh, when you're the top half of uh, of an extra innings, uh, you're the away team. You have to score. I mean, um, especially um you know with that runner on second it it definitely makes things a lot more complicated the Padres yeah like I said not able to take game one uh move on to game two um looking for uh you know some momentum um you Darvish on the mound in this one able to kind of reset our uh reset the starters reset uh just a lot of things but the Phillies Harper and Hoskins able to both uh Homer in the second, able to tie the game 2-2. Two two, and then in the sixth, able to take uh, the lead 4-2. And the Padres were just not able to put any runs on the board after that first inning. Two-run shot by Manny Machado. So the Phillies able to take game two as well. 4-2. Yu uh, Darvish credited with the loss. But not too many things across the board. Like I said, Manny Machado with a two-run homer in the first inning. But not much offense after that as there was only a total of four hits and two of them coming in that first. So not much to uh, credit this game to. I mean, New Darvish still able to go six innings, gave up six hits, did did give up four earned, but able to uh, definitely push it um, and continue to fight regardless of anything. Uh, But the Phillies uh, able to take advantage of the Padres offense being non-existent in this one. And also, um, I mean, the first five games now on this road trip, of course, three games in Cincinnati up until that point, two games in Philadelphia. All five games had been delayed because of the rain. And if you compare that to since Petro Park has opened in 2004, that, uh, what's it called, that stadium has only experienced seven rain delays. Petro Park has only experienced seven rain delays total. Padres experienced five on their six-game road trip. So I feel like, you know, where's some consolation prizes or something because that's just flat-out ridiculous. I mean, it was... I I know all these other Padre fans who are trying to watch the game at a reasonable time. It was was just getting ridiculous. It was honestly uh, pretty annoying um but i know i know that's just how it happens with baseball you never really know um especially when you get into the east coast and uh how that weather should be i know that everybody's saying the moral of the story play all games in san diego play all games in california even you know we get some rain occasionally but for there to be of only ever been seven rain delays in the history of petro park and the padres had five in the first five games of their six game road trip it was just flat out ridiculous um there was a total of six hours and 30 minutes of rain delays in those five games so just a lot of downtime a lot of you know not being able to really keep that momentum i mean the game was two to two in game two against philadelphia there was a rain delay in the fifth inning and then you darvish has you know able to come out in the fifth able to throw uh, able to throw in the fifth and then in that sixth inning giving up that two run home run um you know i'm not uh, it it just it's it's unfortunate you know he's in a rhythm even on the other side of the field you know both pitchers are in a rhythm batters are seeing the ball they're they're trying to get into the game and then you know every game of this series every game of this road trip uh, up until that point uh being you know really just stopped and started and not really any rhythm to it not allowing any players on either side to get into the game um, it was it was frustrating. I I could imagine for players, and um, you know, unfortunately, the, the Padres were just on the shit end of the stick when it came to this road trip. Um, like I said, rain delays on rain delays in this one. Um, but uh, going into uh, Game Three, it was actually announced that Fernando Tatis Jr. will be the National League starting shortstop uh, in the All Star Game this year. Uh, The first starting position player for the Padres since 1998. So, awesome news. And Jake Cronenworth, second baseman, should have been the starter for the National League. Able to join him. um, Able to join him. uh, And Mark Melanson and Hugh Darvish all going uh, and making, uh, what's it called? The uh, Padres and Friar Faith will proud, uh, representing the NL uh, side of the Midsummer Classic. Uh, like I said, Mark Melanson, I mean, leading the league in saves at the moment. You, Darvish, one of the most dominant aces, will be on the mound again tonight. Uh, always a pleasure watching him pitch. Fernando Tatis Jr. is literally the best player in baseball right now. Uh, he's literally putting the team on his back uh, when it comes to you know, momentum at times when it comes to making that pivotal throw, hitting that, you know, hitting that uh, pitch that's going to give everybody a spark. You can just tell that this team's bloodline is really Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, of course, everybody has their own role. Manny is one of the best captains in the league. Always, always, uh, you know, getting those guys like Kim, like Tommy when he was down, uh, like giving Jake, you know, everything and, you know, letting him do his thing at second, um, always in those pitching huddles, always, you know, just there. Every all, I feel like he's always the one that's giving out the swag chain, always making everybody laugh. Of course, that plays a huge role. Of course, Manny Machado was snubbed. Are you kidding me? Like, if anybody truly believes that any infielder – um, that was not Jake Cronenworth uh, or Fernando Tatis deserved to be in the all-star game more than Manny Machado. You're just tripping. I mean, 15 home runs this year, 59 RBIs, OPS at a .848, uh, 273 average. I mean, definitely snubbed from the all-star game, unfortunately. But everybody within the Padres organization, everybody – uh, from a fan's perspective, sees what Manny is doing, sees the impact that Manny has on this team, and unfortunately, sometimes the ball doesn't roll your way uh, when it comes to stuff like this, especially with the voting and how you know fucked up it is with uh, baseball and how tough it is to really even get into the All-Star game um, when it comes down to it, because you know all the starters are essentially voted in by uh, the fans. Um, and then the rest of everybody else is voted in by players and coaches and this, the league as a whole. Um, so your peers, uh, but for Manny Machado to not make it, uh, it's definitely politics. Of course, Arizona had to have a guy and I believe that was the uh, like a third base. I think it was Arizona's third baseman who made it in. So that's one less spot for a third baseman on the NL side because all teams do have to be represented in the all-star game for some fucking reason in baseball. So unfortunately, Manny Machado not able to make it, not get snubbed. Definitely the biggest snub of this year and one of the biggest snubs uh, in a while. Um, but, un- but uh, you know, Manny's going to be fine. He's definitely in the midst of a hot streak. You can feel it. Uh, you can just see the way he's swinging the bat lately. Uh, three-hit night last night for his birth. I mean, a couple nights ago for his birthday. Uh, been crushing the ball lately. Yet, and it's you know just you know, it. The what's it called? He's definitely in the higher percentiles. I wish I had those stats up right now. Uh, but he's in the highest category for exit velocity. Uh, barrel on the bat velocity. Um, you know, just contact. Taking pitches, able to work watts. His patience is, uh, is really good, um, and you know it's it's gonna just be more motivation and fuel for Manny in the long run. Not making this, of course, he deserves to be an All Star. Of course, he got snubbed, but at the end of the day, he's gonna have a nice four day vacation. Probably hit Coronado, just chill, have a nice have a nice little break, and then hit the second half of the season firing swinging whatever it may be um but Manny Machado definitely deserves to be in this all-star game but shout out to Mark Melanson, you Darvish, Jade Cronenworth and Fernando Tatis Jr. for all representing the pods um in the Midsummer Classic uh for Padres of course that was the most in the NL this year the most for the Padres since that 1998 season um I mean just remarkable stuff and uh, I mean, AJ Preller in the last year and a half, year and a half. We're talking about he traded for Cronenworth and Cronenworth wasn't even the main point, uh, the main, uh, what's it called player in that deal to begin with. It was Tommy Pham. So he got Tommy Pham and Jay Cronenworth in the same deal, got Darvish signed Mark Melanson to a one year, $3 million deal. And locked Tatis up for 14 years in the past year and a half. And now all of these players are all stars. And that's all AJ Preller has done in the last year and a half. So if you're doubting, you know, this man, if you are doubting the Padres and the possible acquisitions they will be making before the all star break, I'm mean, not before the all star break, before the trade deadline, um, think again because the Padres have continuously shown that. When they make a move, it's a key, it's essential, it's for guys that are going to make an impact in that. This alone shows, uh you know, the impactful players that A.J. Preller is seeking and he's not going to pull the trigger unless he truly believes that they will be an impactful player as, like I said, Jake Cronenworth in that Tommy Pham deal. You Darvish, of course, came with the Cubs. Mark Melanson... Uh, able to be stolen by other teams for some reason Uh, you know I mean I know he said he wanted he didn't mind signing for less money to join a winning organization so still I'm sure AJ Preller had some you know had some tricks up his sleeve to convince him of that as well it wasn't just looking at paper and thinking the Padres are the best of course that's that's negotiations you gotta you gotta make sure they know that you want them and I mean, Mark Melanson did choose the Padres at the end of the day. And then, of course, for Fernando Tatis Jr. to be locked up for 14 years until he's 36 years old, uh, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So, I mean, amazing stuff by A.J. Preller. I mean, who's a better GM? Who's a better GM in baseball right now? Who's making moves like that and making every – like, you know what I mean? All these guys are all-stars now. It's just – it's pure ridiculousness, but – All of this was announced prior to game three against the Phillies. So, headed into this game three, Manny, like I just said, knowing he was snubbed, knowing that the rest of the lead needed to be put on notice, hits two home runs. The Padres able to just completely annihilate the Phillies in game three, able to salvage one game from this three game series, able to win 11 to 1. I mean,. Nine runs in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, for those who were not watching this game, the top of the ninth inning started with, um, hey, th- I believe the Phillies pitcher's name is Harold Naris or Har- ne- something Naris, yeah, Naris, uh, of the Phillies, able to get the first two outs of the inning within like eight pitches, right? Um, and then the, I can't remember who that third batter was who was able to work a walk, but Nares had two strikes on him. Oh, and two believed it was a third strike started walking off the mound. Um, the ump caught a ball. Um, And when the ball was being thrown back to him, as he was walking back to the mound, he completely drops the ball. And in my mind, I'm thinking that this man just lost a bunch of confidence, a uh, lot of, you know what he had been building in that inning like i said the first two outs in the top of the ninth already trailing five to one trying to keep the game within striking range for your offense to possibly make a comeback in the bottom of the ninth get the first two outs really fast think you get a third strike call are already headed to your uh are, is already headed to your dugout Doesn't work out for you. Then you drop the ball that your catcher's throwing to you. Your head got to be all over the place. He ends up walking that first batter. Uh, The Padre is able to load the bases up. Eric Hosmer able to hit a three RBI um, double um, to left field. Uh, That opened up the gates. Able to push the lead eight to one. Uh, The bases... Um, were then I oh no, 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 the, then there was a walk after Eric Hosmer. Uh, I believe it was, yeah, Jerridson Profar able uh, to, no, 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 he actually got a single, so runners on first and third already eight to one. Like I said, Eric Hosmer just uh, unloaded the bases. Uh, Naris, uh, the pitcher for the Phillies. Uh, Now, instead of headed to the dugout, only had to throw 10 pitches, got three outs really fast. Now, already having given up three runs, uh, pitches to uh, Webster-Rivas, and Webster-Rivas hits a three-run bomb to left field. Uh, That ended the game for Naris as he only went two and a third. It gave up four hits, sits earned runs two watts uh, in a home run, so... I mean, just for that to completely switch on that pitcher, I thought that was crazy. I could imagine that. I mean, the Phillies bullpen has been atrocious all year. So for, you know, the first two outs to happen as fast as they did and for that, you know, just that little bit of momentum that you have as a pitcher, you know, that rhythm to kind of just be thrown off in two different ways. Not only did you think you got a strike call, but you then drop the ball that your catcher throwing to you. Of course, you know, that rhythm's going to be a little thrown off, and that's exactly what happened. You know, the bases were loaded. Boom, Eric Cosmer hits a 3-RBI double, um, and then – you give up another single to Jeraton Profar. Now there's runners on first and third. Now the game is eight to one. And now you're pitching to Webster Rivas. And on that first pitch, he just hits that, hats it in the air to left field, pushes the game to 11 to one. I mean, that's got to be the worst feeling as a pitcher. Um, and that's basically how the Padres ended this one. Able to take game three, like I said, 11 to one. Able to salvage that victory out. Able to come home. Um, able to come home. Uh, with a W, uh, faced the last seven uh, games at home. Um, you know, with a little bit of momentum headed into it, uh, but unfortunately, uh, the Nationals had other plans. As the first game of the four-game series uh, on Monday went the Nationals' way, as they were able to take this one seven uh, to five. The Nationals were able to jump out to a five-nothing lead after the second. Uh, the Padres were able to tie it up after the fourth um 5-5 but the national scoring in the seventh and the eighth inning uh was just too much as they were able to take game one of this series seven to five uh like i had mentioned 12 hits in this one by them only seven for uh the padres um you know two hits from jake two hits from will myers uh just just not a lot of not a lot of uh offense when it mattered most in this one joe Musgrove went five innings allowed seven hits five earns uh only four strikeouts so uh definitely not the best uh outing for him but fernando tatis did become the fastest player uh 22 or younger to reach 27 home runs in a season as that was reached at uh 68 games this season for him um and it was also uh, a 116 mile per hour home run which is the hardest tracked home run by a padres hitter uh since 2018 um he's the only player with more home runs at age 22 or younger before the all-star break um the only other player that has had more was a guy named johnny bench back in 1970 so definitely uh has not happened in a while and uh, uh vladdy is also on this list of course but he also has 27 Um, so definitely some elite company, a rod able to do this at age 22 or below in 1998, Eddie Matthews able to do it in 1953. So a very, uh, short list. Um, and I mean, you know, the only other player, uh, that had more home runs than 28 in a season aged 22 or younger was Joe DiMaggio in 1937. So uh anymore and fernando is already i mean fernando's already with elite company but he continues to prove that he's gonna you know keep staying with that elite company uh, but headed into game two padre is able to um jump out to a three nothing lead in the bottom of the fourth inning behind will myers three run blast uh the nationals able to tie it up in the top of the fifth literally the next half inning with their own three run blast but the padre is able to put three more on the board um, and, uh, able to cruise to a victory seven to four, able to take game two of the series against the nationals. Um, and for the most part, it was all around. I mean, um, you know, Ryan Weathers able to go five innings, uh, five and a third did give up seven hits, div, div up four runs, but Gave a little bit more than some of the other starting pitches have given. And the offense definitely able to step up in this one. Able to take a 7-4 victory. Of course, this was Manny Machado's birthday. So, I mean, the best defensive player on the planet was able to uh, have himself a three-hit night. As uh, he hit two doubles and a single. Able to walk, work walk as well. So, able to get on four times. Fernando Tatis Jr. with a 95.8 mile per hour uh, throw, um, to get, uh, a relay done from the left field as they're in the bottom of the first inning. Um, there was a runner on first and then there was a line drive to the corner of left field where the Western, uh, metal supply company building is, uh, Jarrettson profire able to pick it up, throw it to Tatis as his cutoff and Tatis able to throw a 95.8 mile per hour fastball Um, to home plate to Victor Caratini to get the runner out, to allow there to be no runs in the first and kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, Why is this important, you ask? That's the fastest track throw by an infielder that has resulted in an out this season. So, I mean, that man got a cannon on him and it definitely set the momentum uh, for the rest of the game going into it. And, um, I mean, unfortunately, uh, going into game three, however, uh, a lot of that momentum just seemed to be completely lost as uh, the Nationals able to just completely route the Padres in Game 3 last night, 15-5. to uh, Chris Paddock, with his worst outing of the year, gave up seven runs in the first two innings, gave up an eighth run in the third, and instantly got pulled. Padres weren't really able to recover from those seven runs that happened in the first and second, but Chris Paddock not able to locate the fastball um definitely not able to locate the curveball and uh was really just hoping and praying that anytime a ball was being put in play it was going to be put at somebody but that was not the case at all the nationals were just getting hit after hit after hit. um and yeah chris had two innings nine hits nine runs eight earns one walk and only two strikeouts and then um Nabeel Chris Matt actually However, you know, able to kind of salvage the bullpen in this one, able to come in, throw five innings in this one. Five. When Chris Paddock only went two, Nabil Chris Matt able to throw five innings, only give up two hits in a run, um, only want two batters as well. So I thought that was really good. Able to salvage the bullpen. And then Nick Ramirez came in uh, for the last two innings, but uh, much of the same. Six hits for him, five runs. Uh, So just not the Padres day, not locating pitches at all, uh, not able to, um, you know, just find a pitch at all. And it was it was just frustrating. A lot of mislocations, a lot of, uh, you know, throwing throwing in the dirt, uh, throwing nothing and then throwing right down. It was just it, it was getting frustrating. You know, the what's it called? Rivas was putting down the signs at home plate. A lot of time, you know, sometimes it was. Uh, You know, he wanted a fastball in, and then it resulted in being too hit by pitches. Um, You know, slider outside was not there. The curveball was literally all over the place. It was was just a bad outing for our bullpen um, and our pitching staff in general. Manny Machado, Fernando, uh, and Tommy Pham all getting pulled in the fifth inning because basically putting up the white flag. But the Padres able to... Tally four in the ninth, uh, able to make this game a 15 to five game, but it was genuinely just a complete, complete blowout. And, uh, the nationals able to take game three, able to now lead the series two to one headed into tonight's game. Um, uh, Game four, will the Padres able to split the series or will the Nationals be able to take a four-game series 3-1? to Uh, Coverage starts at 6-10. The Padres now 51-38 and on the year, have a 92.3% chance to make the postseason, so looking good in shape. Um, But have a three-game series against the Rockies on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And like I said, uh, that'll lead into the All-Star break. And then right after the All-Star break, uh there will be another series against the Nationals but this time in Washington as they will take on the Nationals uh next Friday, Saturday, Sunday um in a road series and then that'll uh go into a series with the Braves for the first time this year. So um four more games out from the All-Star game. Uh tonight a great pitching matchup as you, Darvish and Matt Scherzer's on the on the mound. I mean Matt Scherzer ERA 2.1 uh, strikeouts per nine, tw- uh, 12.2 uh, K K percentage. Uh, strikeout percentage is at a 35.5. you uh, Darvish, on the other hand, ERA at 2.65, strikeout per nine is a 10.85, and his uh, strikeout percentage is 30.6. So definitely some elite right-handed pitching tonight. And on top of that, some really good music dropping tonight. Vince Staples, the Vince Staples album uh idk you see for yourself album bad uh boz j cole little tj the jackie single post malone uh, multi crew single uh um i mean i think there was one other oh yeah logic has a single coming out tonight get up um Am I seeing anything? I know Space Jam has a soundtrack coming out tonight. I'm interested to see if there's any hits on there. I have not looked at the track list for that. Tyler, the creator, also has two features coming out tonight on Snow. Allegra's new album. So, a lot of good music dropping tonight. A lot of uh, solid solid, uh, projects and singles. And on top of that, a lot of good um, sports as the Padres and um, others in um, major league baseball start to wrap up that first half of the season before the all-star break and then nba finals game two tonight as well so um, very much forward looking very much looking forward to be talking about all of these things uh, that'll be it for today i hope you all have a great rest of your thursday and i hope you guys all enjoy tuning in i've had a blast just like i always do so hope to see you all very soon thank you again for tuning in and i will catch you on the flip side